Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the SIF Taker Snapshot podcast. Joining me today is Mr. Polly. Hello there. And we've got Alessandro from Team Italy. Hello guys, <laughs> thanks for having me. Oh, anytime man. And producer Tim might pop in now and then, maybe. Maybe, I'm about. Depends how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously we're, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the XTC today. Um, as we've got one of the uh, the winners on, and two of the losers. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Of the bottom three and one of the top one. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> Look, you either win or you're one of the losers. It doesn't matter where you come. That is true. <laughs> even, even if it's by one game win, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's the win that counts. And we're going to touch on the um, uh, the new spoilers just towards the end of the cast. So, if we just start off, well done to Italy. Uh, very close by the end, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely close uh, till the end. Uh, I think that uh, starting the last round, uh, basically any uh, between uh, us, Singapore, and the Team USA could win uh, could win the tournament. Uh, so we were like literally like uh, playing uh, uh, everything on the last round. Yeah, that makes it more exciting, though, doesn't it? So there, there was it was like end of um, it was end of the season computations and calculations for who could potentially win. So, like, so Italy were playing Singapore in the last round, yeah, and lost. Which yeah. and then USA were playing Ireland, um, and were expected to win, and they did in the end. But basically, it went to if Italy beat Singapore, Italy win, and. Nothing can stop that happening. But if Singapore beat Italy by, I think it was 5-2 or 6-1 or 7-0, then Singapore win. As long as the USA didn't beat Ireland Um, (laughs) 7-0. But if Singapore beat Italy and the USA beat Ireland by better than that, then uh, the USA could win. So basically, USA were trying to 6-1 or 7-0 Ireland and then hoping that the result of Italy-Singapore fell um, in, in t- to Singapore, um, but on like quite a weighty thing. But I think at the point that Italy won the third game, yeah. even though you lost, the, um, you lost the match when you won the third game, that basically meant that the USA couldn't catch you at that point. Yeah, it's correct. Uh, we, yeah. we we actually we were like very uh, aware about uh, uh, all this option before we start. So uh, uh, during our uh, pairing up, uh, uh, we just decide to be more cautious and uh, get like uh, three very good game against Singapore uh, because it was like uh, unlikely to have like Team USA beat uh, Ireland seven zero. So we just decided for like uh, protect like our very good matchup against Singapore, mm-hmm. and playing like not great uh, the other four like not great game. Yeah. So I mean, one of the games against Singapore finished in final salvo, didn't it? Yeah, uh, it's correct. Uh, if I'm not wrong, was uh, between uh, our separatist uh, player and. Uh, I don't recall. Uh, uh, who, I think who, it was the Imperials. Was. I have yeah, a feeling. Maybe. It, yeah, it was maybe. like Jendon, fifth brother, seventh sister. Oh, yeah. And you Vinder. are correct. You are correct. Yeah. So yeah. it was like nine for him. And did you have Zamgo? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jam- Jambo, yeah. Uh, we so nine played six in final salvo is not great. Uh, no, no, they they ended up uh, play. I mean, they they just managed to kill like each other's stuff, and the final salvo was like three uh, dice for us and four dice for the um, uh, Singapore guy. Wow. Yeah, it's down as one four nine one four nine. So it was like three versus four. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fun. Um, so, I I I played it, that. I was just going to say, I played that Singapore guy. I beat him by one point, one seven six to one seven five. Literally three turns yeah, at the I end of me the, just um, running. I, I think that at the end of the game, they were both. Uh, uh, I think that the um, our guy uh, was uh, at one life left left, and the opponents uh, was like with the, another ship with like one hull left, something like that. But was like extremely close. I mean, it could have gone like either ways. Oh, wow. With it being, um, I'm sure you've played before in the XTC, haven't you, Alexandra? Uh, yeah, I played uh, uh, last year. I was uh, uh, um, I was coaching. I wasn't playing directly. I was coaching. I mean, last year. I'm I'm talking about the previous one. Is like yeah, two yeah. Years ago now, but... whenever the last one was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I played uh, the one before that was like still uh, just uh, uh, European level and was called ETC, I think, something like that. And uh, I played that one. How much harder did you find it then? Like, how much harder is it to play online than in person play? Or was it uh, easier? Uh, I need to be honest with you. Uh, I never really played like uh, uh, PS before uh, uh, the XTC, before the XTC started. Uh, but at the end of the day, the XTC lasts for uh, four months plus like all <laughs> the organization before. So is literally five, six months that we are like. Uh, playing this tournament um it, i mean it's i think that is like uh, the same game i mean it's pretty much the same game but uh, uh, there are uh, some there's something different uh, you don't have like the adrenaline of playing like with like a physical person so uh, i i found it like a bit easier from that point of view you know not having your opponent in front of you um from the you know pressure point of view I found it yeah. like a bit easier. See, I'm the opposite. I find it very hard to get in the zone while playing on TTS. Not that I don't enjoy it. I mean, the games I've had have been fun, but yeah. I don't feel like my head's in the same space as when I'm playing on a table. How oh. did you find it, Rich, for um, a solid weekend? Well, I suppose you didn't play day one, did you? Yes, yeah, so I, I could only play one of the two days, so we picked day two. Um which was a bit of an odd one because I said to um, Gary McDowell, who was our captain who played resistance on the Saturday, I said, if you've got an amazing positive record and we're doing well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play the Sunday. You can just carry on um, because, you know, there's no point in breaking a winning combination. Um, Fortunately, by the end of day one, I say fortunate, fortunately for for me, we were one and four um, in matches. So he just said, just come in and play the games and enjoy yourself. You know, there's, we, we can't win. We can't, probably you know the best we can hope for is is not to not to come bottom um so but you know we're in the finals so let's just go and see if we can upset anybody's days so um that's what <laughs> went in and did so yeah i mean I say it sounds like you did it <laughs> <laughs> i mean the whole the whole um the whole competition like is totally different and the final has been a, a totally different experience because in the in the weekly event where you had um you had a week to prepare for a game 
So like you'd get your pairing on the Monday and you had to have it played by the Sunday. And it started off, people were playing the games on like the Tuesday, Wednesday and getting them done quickly. But then it became apparent that what people actually wanted was to be like to have a week to prep. Um, but yeah. also in terms of the team, you didn't want to be the first one to play. So you, you know, so you didn't have to get the win or the loss straight off the belt. You wanted somebody else to put the first mark on the board. And you also <laughs> didn't want to be game six or game seven, because those would be the deciders. What you wanted to be was playing in game two to five so that it was nice and safe. If you won or lost, it didn't really, you know, have a massive impact on the score and you weren't playing under pressure. Uh, so people started, you know, pushing their games to the end of the week, but not too far to the end of the week. Um, but then the finals were totally different because, you know, there was 70 lists sitting there and, you know, you could practice against certain matchups that you weren't confident about, but more than anything, it was like just a giant Swiss where, you know, you, you pick up your ships, you walk to a table, somebody plunks something down opposite you and you go, right, that's what I'm playing against. I've got five minutes to figure it out. Um, so the, the dynamic, the difference between the two phases of the tournament was enormous. Um, and it was, it was super interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, but I, I enjoyed it. And it was hard, um, like just sitting at home ignoring the family just for one day never mind two was um was difficult but I've, the the italian t i know a couple of the i think the spanish guys i think three of them were in one guy's apartment having like a land party and i think the whole italian team were in like a yeah they had like a whole espn whiteboards and computer monitors and screens and things set up everywhere didn't you uh, yeah it's correct uh, we were not uh, all the team we were just the five of us uh, and uh... Uh, we basically managed to play uh, in with the Wi-Fi. It wasn't LAN, but the Wi-Fi in uh, uh, the office of uh, uh, one of our uh, friends uh, here in Italy. Uh, so we were like in this uh, massive office with like uh, uh, full screen for like uh, following uh, other stream and whatever. And uh, we were playing uh, on Wi-Fi in the same room. Yeah, correct. Nice. So good atmosphere. Cool. Good atmosphere, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like absolutely a good atmosphere because, uh, you know, um, I mean, it happened that, you know, uh, it could happen that uh, you're going to lose like a game that uh, on the paper you should have win. And, uh, uh, you know, if you have like your teammates there, like uh, telling you like uh, it's fine, you know, just like uh, keep yourself uh, up for the next one and something like that. Uh, I think that uh, helps a lot. Um, it wouldn't be different if, uh, you know, you're going to lose and you're going to be like alone in your house. So, it was yeah. like uh, our point to be like uh, all together and uh, uh, being able to, you know, support each other uh, during uh, during the games. And as yeah, you said, I... uh, my feeling about uh, the tournament uh, is that uh, the, the the first uh, part of the tournament was like a completely uh, different tournament from the second part, the final part. Uh, because uh, I'm, I'm I'm speaking for myself. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, being thrown under the bus pretty much uh, all the games, <laughs> uh, having uh, the time during the week uh, uh, to try like the game, and it happened with like a couple of matchups that I played like probably like twenty games before playing my my real game. It helped me a lot for like you know improving where I can improve and try to 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 take like the the, the situation. Uh, in which I could uh, full damage through and win the game, or anyway getting an advantage. 
uh, it changed like drastically uh, with the the the, the final uh, of the tournament because at that point you can have like an idea about how to play your game but uh, you don't have obviously uh, the time to perfection every single matchup so i think that the, um, in the final part of the uh, tournament uh, having like a good matchup was uh, uh, heavier uh, than uh, having a good matchup during the, the 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 previous part of the tournament because uh, obviously if uh, the matchup is like just slightly in favor of someone else with practice you can basically uh, balance that uh, uh, that um, that advantage and uh, uh, in the in these two days uh, it, it was impossible to do something like that you know you have just like one game and you're gonna play that game yeah we had um we had a couple of subs in like just to, to get the game played so we had variation in players across the two days um on two of our lists um yeah. and it was the the primary player of the list was the one who who defined the matchup as being good or bad or whatever yeah um and then when the sub came in they were looking at it and going i can't see how i win this but the other guys marked this as an a plus you know easy win so yeah. how do I win this game? And when they get given that matchup and they can't figure it out, then if you're playing that with a week's practice, you can run a week's practice games with that sub and explain to them exactly what they do to win it. Um, but if you don't have that week's worth of practice games, um, you've got five minutes to try and figure it out with maybe your captain trying to give you some quick advice. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we yeah, had absolutely. a we had a weaker team in the finals it's fair to say Cormac Higgins from the 186 is probably the individually strongest player in Team Ireland and it was his anniversary at the weekend so he wasn't able to play um so he was in he usually just misses things though it doesn't matter <laughs> so he was in he was in he was in Dublin and he was trying to figure out if he'd be able to get somewhere with Wi-Fi and also not annoy his wife too much by just sitting and playing X-Wing all day because as long as he was out with her in the evenings it would be fine um, oh, you, he, you know, you know what? Carry on. Yeah, so he decided not to, and um, yeah, but I mean, we we missed we missed Cormac um, greatly over the over the finals, um, and then obviously Connor flying his Imperials and myself flying Resistance were only able to do one of the days, so we managed to juggle things around to get you know a team out and playing without having to to trade in any uh, anybody else, which was fortunate. Um, I, mean, I think we had one person who's Northern Irish who would have been able to play over the weekend if necessary. Um, but yeah, that that was it. Was good that we got a team out. It was brilliant that we made the finals. Um, and in the end, we went two and seven. So we beat Peru uh, on day one, and we beat Switzerland on day two. And then uh, we took Singapore to four three as well, um, which was close you know we had a lot of 4-3 games which was really good um but yeah we just i think tim was chatting a little bit just before we started recording saying that england um had a lot of 4-3 games where it was you know one or two dice rolls um that that swung it and this was something that i talked to i can't remember who it was it might have been um steve Cotillo from the us team in the final round um and we were just chatting um in the first couple of rounds before it got a bit intense and um he was saying he was just saying you know um like every game that you're playing in the XTC final is like if you're 4 and 1 or 5 and 1 
or 5-0 and at a normal tournament in Swiss. Or if you've hit cut, you're not in the, oh, well, I'll get a, an easy game against a weaker player who's brought an, a nonsense list. Everything's yeah. a meta list. Every player is a good player. And you can't rely even on a good matchup of winning it. So, like, only one player went undefeated, which was Marcel Manzano from uh, Team USA. He was the only wow. player who went 9-0. That's, and 0. Um, that's yeah. quite a feat, actually. That's yeah. quite and, well done. And he was flying Republic. So that's the faction yeah. that nobody wants because it's crap. And he was flying three Republic aces <laughs> with regen and torps and all sorts of nonsense. And he went nine and zero. Oh. And I mean, again, there was only two players who went eight one, and that was the um, the French scum and villainy player and the Italian uh, rebel player who was flying. It was four X wings and two Z ninety fives with tracers. Yeah, uh, that one as, wasn't it? As, I would like to say something about that. As you mm-hmm. mentioned before about sub, he was our sub. Uh, the rebel player and mm-hmm. uh, he did like uh, the best record of the entire team because he ended eight and one so he just lost one game That's against good going uh, as well i think uh, resistance beef and uh, um when uh, our like uh, rebel player he was uh, at a wedding during the weekend so um we switched list because our sub was like feeling more comfortable playing this list than uh, the rebel list that we were playing during the um the, the previous part of the tournament and uh, uh, we were like uh, thinking to uh, you know protect him uh, because uh, <laughs> because it was like actually you know our sub and uh, we were like trying to and after the first day that uh, he did like uh, incredibly well we just said okay well fine now you're gonna go and uh, score the points <laughs> and uh, he managed to basically finish like the tournament like eight and one uh, best scorer of the entire italian team yeah that's fa- i mean it's fantastic and it's one of those lists i think that we talked about it a few weeks ago like a, a couple of months ago probably where we looked at it and we're like it looks like the kind of list that you give a new player like an absolute beginner because it's got you know it's it's got one trick, a very very simple mechanic. You fly your ships towards them, you fire your thread tracers, and then you double mod all of the rest of the shots that you can do, that you've got left at I one, and then you repeat that as many times as you can um, yeah. over the course of the game. And you know that's the that's it's, its true. trick. Um, it's true, but uh, I think that uh, he uh, he's been on uh, streaming quite a lot of time. I think our rebel player. And uh, every time that he was playing on the streaming, at the end of the game, uh, he was saying that uh, his opponents, uh, after obviously after the game, they were saying uh, they were telling him that uh, uh, they were not expecting the way that uh, uh, he deployed hmm. the engage and everything because everyone is expecting you to play them like in a block like a beef, and uh, just jousting, and he was playing them like quite open instead, and uh, that was like something that people do not expect. So, you know, if you're like playing against something and you're expecting uh, for them to joust you and then they're not jousting you, uh, they are like, uh, they, they just put you like in a, in a zone that is not really comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, these, I think, that uh, help him a lot. That's interesting to me. So how was he deploying them? Was he like just doing a net across the board and then almost collapsing it wherever you were sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. There are like a lot of, uh, um, I think that he went in streaming four or five times, something like that. And, I'll, have to, um, I'll have to hunt one out because I've got the build, I've got the makings of that list. So I yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's been in uh, streaming quite a lot. So if you're gonna see like his game, uh, you can see how he deploys and how he uh, basically uh, engages in the first couple of uh, of rounds. 
cool. Bet that threw a load of people off. They were like, oh, right, it's fine. I can just arc dodge and I'll be okay. And then he just spread out everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was just thinking then to myself, if, so if you could uh, change your lists again now, would you have changed what you were playing? Just My, you personally, not the rest of your team. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, I'm actually, I mean, for the purpose of uh, my list uh, uh, in the team, uh, my list, I think that uh, for the first order, it, it was like the absolutely the best choice. I mean, I would never change anything in that list. Uh, what I was would, your list again? Uh, Sorry. Uh, my list was uh, uh, Malarus on Xi with uh, Agent Terex and Proud Tradition and uh, three uh, uh, PS1 uh, uh, Silencer. Ooh. I'm quite Malar- fond of a Malarus myself. Yeah. <laughs> Malarus is PS5. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. uh, my list does not uh, uh, play well against anything, really. Uh, I mean, my matchup uh, are never like... Uh, I, I don't know in what way you were like, considering uh, your matchup, but uh, just for uh, uh, the records uh, in our team, we have like uh, um, a five-color range for the matchup, so... Uh, dark green is like a good matchup that you're gonna pretty much win every time. A red matchup is gonna be like the matchup that you're gonna lose pretty much every time. And then there's like orange, yellow, and uh, um, lime. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know. I think that I had like a single uh, uh, yellow matchup. No, so a single lime matchup in the all the tournament. Uh, I mean, in all the colors in the tournament. Okay. And uh, there were like quite a lot of like orange and yellow, and quite a lot of red, obviously. Uh, but uh, um, as defensively, I mean, um, whenever I was playing my game, it was like, okay, fine, you're gonna lose this game. If you're gonna manage to get like the points, is good. But it's not the list that uh, needs to do the points, you know. And uh, yeah. for that purpose, uh, it's like absolutely perfect because you have like uh, uh, three green, three red. Uh, uh, you have like a coordinated PS5 with like uh, um, uh, the silencer basically makes one of silent one of your silencer uh, a Kylo Ren similar, and you have like all the calculators mm-hmm. that are like pretty much like having uh, uh, three force to spread across the board during the game. Um, uh, so for I mean, considering that, I think that my list was like uh, uh, the perfect choice. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't change anything, honestly. And it's the reason why we we actually we we esteem uh, Italy. Uh, we were actually happy with our list, uh, and we kept like all our list. The only one that we changed was uh, um, the rebel one because we swap oh, yeah. player. But we wouldn't probably swap list if uh, uh, we we wouldn't swap player. You know what I mean? So we yeah. were happy with our list. Uh, we did not look uh, for like change anything. Different, differently from other teams that decide to to change like quite a lot of lists. Confidence obviously paid off. Uh, what about you, Rich? I don't think there's a better resistance list than Jousty um, in the meta. So um, I don't think we'd have used something else. And I think it, it was probably good that I didn't get the opportunity to play the whole weekend because I might have tried to use like half of Jousty, but replace two of the ships with Poe instead. Um, oh, we talked about that list the other week, didn't yeah, we? I, I actually wanted to ask you about that list again. I wanted you to send it me. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, 
you basically you you make joystick and then you turn Finn and one of the X wings into Poe and that's it. Um, Is that so what it was? I couldn't remember. Yeah, I just yeah. want an excuse to use uh, Poe Drive because he's fun. Yeah, and and I think with a lot of practice or with a, a really good aces player with that list, it's probably more likely to win cut style games than it is to win Swiss style games. Um, but yeah. you need to have the practice, and I don't think I had the time to have the practice with it um, against the number of different things and also the quality of player that I would have been paired against. Um, there would have been an expectation that I was going to leverage that pull to take wins. Um, our resistance beef, I mean, the resistance beef did well across the board, like, because it's a really good list. Gary went three and two with it on day one, and I went three and one with it on day two. So we went, you know, six and three over the course of the entire yeah, weekend no, with it. Right. You can't you can't say that you would change out of that. I might have wanted to fiddle about with it and change a few upgrades around or, you know, change the configuration that we settled on. But, um, I, I mean, it, it would fundamentally be three X-Wings and two pods. Um, and yeah. whether we had, you know, a slight difference, whether we had the um, Alessandro Mazzi's version that Italy used with the, the re-roll droid rather than C-3PO or stick with C-3PO to get that coordinate um, for more flexibility. It, it's... It's a personal choice. I mean, they, I, I can't speak for, for the games that Gary lost, but the game I lost was against um, a, a, almost a mirror match um, against uh, Resistance Joust, but with um, Zari in an A-wing with um, Thread Tracers. Um, and basically, he got a slightly better engage than me. So he had four ships shooting at one where I had the, my three X-Wings shooting at one. So he got um, Zari plus three X-Wings, but Rose didn't have a shot. And I got my three X-Wings, but Finn and Rose didn't have a shot all shooting. And he got all but one hole on the X-Wing that he was shooting at because he had tracers on Zari. So he had double mods um, yeah. where I had... Um, <laughs> I had... Um, yeah, I think I did one shield on Zari with this. Sh I was like, I, I want to shoot oh. everything into one X-Wing. I did two shields on it, and then my last shot, I only could shoot Zari, so I got one, like a plinked one off Zari as well. And yeah, that was, I mean, you that know, was pretty I, lucky, to be fair. Yeah, but I, I had a nearly dead X-Wing, and when we counted it up at the end, it was, oh, I mean, it was, it was like, there was a point where after I fired on the last turn, I was winning by 12 points. Um, <laughs> so it and, was really close yeah and then he fired and he killed the one health t70 that he had two range one shots on so it was always going to die um and it would have been absolute dicing and i would have felt so bad um so you know but but he ended up winning by like i think it was 14 or 16 points or something like that um so it was really really close but it was that that first shot that made me like where I basically lost a T70 and I was like, well, I'm going to get to fire with it again because we all shoot at I3. So I just need to leverage it as best as I can. Um, <laughs> but too far behind because at that point I killed one of his, but he'd killed that one and then halved something else. So he was always half a ship yeah. ahead at that point. Um, but yeah, it was, um, he, he just got that that engaged a little fraction better than me. And that's what tilted it. And again, that's back to what I said about every game is like playing against somebody that you would meet in the latter stages of Swiss or in a cup. Um, if you if you lose the advantage at the very start of the game, they're not going to, you know, randomly turn all the ships in the wrong direction because they want to, and it seems like a fun <laughs> thing to do. You know what I mean? They're going to press the advantage and yeah, yeah. hammer home the win. So, yeah. Um, but no, I... I 
back to the question, I, I don't think you can change it. Um, there's nothing better if in If you had free, free reign, would you still take resistance? What, if I was just taking any list at the minute? Yeah, yeah. What, if you had to choose, would you still take resistance? I would actually be tempted to go into Republic, um, yeah. but I think that's because there's no expectation that you're going to do anything with Republic. <laughs> um, almost. It's like, but then Marcel goes and goes 9-0 and with it. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, there's a lot of fun. I think Republic's probably the most fun faction for me to fly around, but I, I accept yeah, that. Yeah, I can second that. Yeah, the, the best list in the game, well, the best list resistance have in the game, and probably the list that will always make you cut if you fly it is um, Jousty. And, you know, you, you can make you can make cut with that list because, you know, five games out of six in a Swiss tournament, people will just line up across from you and roll into your five double modded shots and you'll say, cheers, thanks for that. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll go to the bar now that this game's lasted 25 minutes yeah, and start cool. again. If it lasts over 25 minutes, you know you're losing. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> if, if plan A... The, the problem that that list has is that if plan A fails, you lose. Um, because there's no plan B. And that's why the Poe version with um, with only four ships but Poe has a plan B. Because Poe can ace his way around at the end of the game and clean up a couple of ships. Um, where if you're trying to do that... I with really want to try that. Jess Pava or a Red Squadron expert or heaven help you if you end up with rose as your last chip left you're just like ah oh, i've got 26 points left on the board and i can't shoot ever again yeah um, but if you do manage to win it you are a god yeah <laughs> it's funny <laughs> um, but yeah i mean i have to say that um rose basically won and uh did she win me the game the, the game against usa um so i was playing against um goran with four strikers with an assortment of bombs and disciplined um so like um goran's the guy who oh what's he allow you to do oh he's the one where the strikers can self-bump on purpose and get focus of age yeah yeah, and, yeah. yeah. um and, and no one would ever want to play in real life because it's so exactly. hard to move <laughs> um yeah, but it's terrible at least uh... Oh, there was um, <laughs> there was there was a, a combination of events. So Goran, I snuck a crit through on Goran, and it was a panicked pilot when he was facing the board edge. So he had to spend a couple of turns turning round, which meant he wasn't shooting or he was shooting unmodified. And then he got him and a striker behind Rose, and Rose was just one forward in and then coordinating uh, somebody so I could keep pumping shots back into them. And Rose just rolled. Um, Natty evades on six green dice over three turns, and he was, you know, like rolling hit focus blank on his three dice with no mods, um, or you know, hit getting. Then he was getting two hits, and I was rolling two evades. And the one time he got three hits, I got two evades, and I lost one, and I was left on one. And he was just like, "Oh, why can I not kill that pod?" Um, Steve Cotillo, and I mean, I could understand why he was getting cross like not cross with me it was just like rose was just lived for three turns when she should have died after the first one um and because she was just flying away just taking calculates and you know or coordinating that meant that the two t70s were able to slam back into the back inside of the of the remaining imperial ships because they were like well we've got to take rose off now because she's got one left but um yeah and and those uh the little pods like Rose just Rose and Finn can just literally live forever. And if you ignore them, 
they just pump in so much damage so fast it, it's ridiculous and you know low initiative as well so after all the tokens have gone you know just hammering people so yeah it's a great list and you know as we said rich king made cut with it a couple of weeks ago um having not made cut failed to make cut over and over and over again um, are you saying the only reason he made cut is because of that list because that's well, I think not he's... a very nice thing to say <laughs> that's not what i, I sec- said i, sec- you, I second you, it you just said it um <laughs> But yeah, like, I want to wind him up. <laughs> but no, like Rich, Rich, Rich has said to us, hasn't he? I need a list that will help me to make cut because I'm fed up of going four two and missing out an MOV or three and three and missing out, and I want to, go, I want to make cut. And we said, I thought you this. went two and four. <laughs> See, now you're just being me. <laughs> um, but like, we said, use that list. Use that. It's it's the it's it's the thing that will will take you into a cut and it did so anyway i've i've waffled on enough about resistance beef it doesn't need to be talked about again not until we get alessandro Mazzi on to talk about it in great detail but you have to yeah, get your resistance yeah. talk on every now and then don't you just every so often <laughs> uh, we totally agree with you i mean uh, all the italian team totally agree with you i mean uh, we it was like the uh, the Mazzi beef was the the only list that we knew from the start that uh, we were uh, that we're gonna play because obviously we have the original uh, uh, let's say creator of the list and uh, mm-hmm. um, he, he ended the, i think that yeah and not something i think i'm pretty sure that he ended uh, alessandro mazzi with the the highest uh, mov of the entire tournament with that list he won seven games uh, over nine and uh, he ended with the, the highest mov uh, of the entire tournament Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, at least, I mean, we, we tend to tease him because uh, we, we said to him that he's like one of that kind of list that you don't have like to, to really think about that. You're just going to do one straight and boost is that kind of list that you're going to do one straight and boost and just like delete ships from the, the opponents. And uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. The, the other thing about the list is, um, and I don't know how um, Italy did the pairings, but Gary put resistance beef up first every single time just said do you want to fly one of your really good ace lists against this because it's got a chance of beating it or do you want to revert to dice and hope that you can out dice a list that just does jousting well um oh. and most people just threw we, something we did under not the have bus. This problem because i was the first on the on the list no <laughs> we did like i was just about to say i bet it was you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we did differently. I mean, uh, our uh, uh, game plan was like sending me as first, uh, um, getting away what was like uh, the worst option for uh, the other uh, players, and then try to pair up better uh, um, my teammates, basically. Yeah. yeah what about it's... you then, Tim? Oh, sorry, go on, Rich. No, no, go on. I was just still on the same topic but move it along because okay. i have to take take you off resistance because we could yeah. just change it to resistance podcast really couldn't we <laughs> with you <laughs> what about you tim would you fly the same list or would you change something up for imperials um i think i think we probably would i mean so the sloan swarm was a was a metacall like it did really well in the group stage and we saw that and we thought that you know it, it would do it would help us with the pairings matrix. And I think it did like, you know, it didn't have lot. It had decent matchups, but it also had not so good matchups. It didn't have like a, like you know, I'll get smashed by that list kind of matchup. But I felt that even the lists I didn't want to face, they probably didn't want to face me. 
because it's that whole well if you pop an aggressor you get double stressed and then no actions and you, you probably die the next turn or whatever um not flown it really that much before uh before already asked me to play it so i practiced a lot in, in sort of the two three four weeks before list submission and it felt pretty good uh like the aggressors actually um fly very much like tie fighters like you know the the m3as and stuff that you know you've, you've seen me fly an awful lot um the reaper took an awful lot of practice um me and ollie spent like a couple of hours one afternoon just like practicing like flying along the board edge you know what space i need to be able to sloop and all this sort of stuff like that um and i think if a uh, person i probably wouldn't fly this list again um because the reaper took an awful lot of my uh mental capacity which uh over a two-day nine-round tournament um you know it is very taxing like flying swarms can be taxing anyway because most of your games go to time um and then the fact that you know i do my five maneuvers for my for my aggressors and then i'd be like take an extra five minutes whilst i try and work work out where the hell the uh the reaper's going to end up in a couple of moves um so yeah i think the list did okay um i made one mistake um well not one mistake but i got the engagement bad um uh, against nick um from france um he he's his tirani uh, managed to get four aggressors in a bullseye in the first engagement. Um, and although, you know, it was a fairly bloody game, um, I think I managed to kill his entire list apart from Tirani by the end of the game. Tirani can be an absolute yeah, nightmare that, that when if, you forget about that. Well, it's not that I didn't forget about it because I've flown Tirani, so I knew it was coming. What I didn't see was the Hondo coordinate to, I think, get the quad jumper to track to beam him for him to then do the barrel roll and then go forwards and then oh yeah it was just like everything going off I was like that is some yeah it was scummy yeah. geeky tricks oh I no it was, it. it was lovely like I've I've fl flown very similar sort of four ship this is a five ship scum list um so yeah I think the score line was 200 to 125 in the end um but yeah it was yeah it was a tough one um I had a couple of games which literally could have swung on the last turn um and then i had a couple of games where just variants didn't go my way ended up winning three out of nine i think which was a bit disappointing personally um managed to get a couple of good wins for the team um but i think it was still like the right call for the team um it was a tough one like because we we did practice like you know did uh, you know did anybody want to fly the barons and I I could have fly, flown barons or the uh, the foresight inquisitors as other options and we were trying those out. Um, but we also had like a, a quite a few different sort of conversations within the team about what we take and you know not obviously wanting to bring it too much back onto resistance for rich, um, but that was the discussion we had is that basically I mean I can fly fly um uh five ship resistance. Um, Tom's flown it, um, but nobody like wanted to fly it. So it was like, well, what do we do instead? And that's where Ollie, um, we were trying to work out what list Ollie flew, and it was whether or not we could make a resistance or aces list that did a job within, you know, the pairings matrix. Um, and that saw the team like shifting around a bit because uh, Paul uh, Fulon couldn't make uh, the finals due to a wedding, so we ended up shifting the team around um yeah no i think we're gonna have like a team debrief next week i think we got some decisions right some decisions wrong um we lost a few rounds by you know post margins 
Um, and unfortunately, you know, it's I, I knew no team would go unbeaten. I, I felt that teams would take wins off each other. Um, unfortunately, I think we just came off on the, the bad side of that. But, you know, well played to everybody. Um, you know, all the games were competitive. Um, it's quite an interesting discussion we were having online about how much I think everybody enjoys the team event and the team atmosphere. And we were actually considering doing something like the, the Italian team did. Uh, we were actually looking at uh, Airbnbs that have been used for like land parties and land competitions to see if we could find one. But the, the, we, we decided not to go for that in the end because we were worried about the single sort of point of failure with the internet and then your entire team's like knocked out. Um, but I suppose if you go to like a business and they've got business, you know, internet and stuff like that, that should be pretty much sort of reliable, used to that sort of bandwidth. Yeah, um, we, is the uh, we basically uh, we've been lucky really because uh, we managed to find uh, this place where we uh, did not pay anything. Uh, otherwise, it, it would be really expensive to find uh, um, a business place uh, that let you actually uh, uh, the entire weekend for uh, for for like actually playing a game online. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was our worry uh, too. Um, basically, the single point of failure for uh, for the internet. Um, Tim, can I ask you something yep. uh, about uh, your XTC? Um, um, one uh, decision that uh, uh, I wouldn't have done uh, is like uh, um, I, I saw that between the the first uh, part of the tournament and uh, the final uh, uh, part. Uh, you, you change like a lot of list and uh, uh, you swap like player from faction to another faction. Uh, do you think that that was uh, um, a good choice or like uh, coming back in time, uh, you, you would have like uh, keep like the same player with the same faction? Um, or no, no, same yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like, uh, so we like one choice was forced upon us and that was Paul had to step away. Yeah. Um. So it was a case of like, do we still take the same rebel list? Um. So we did try. Um. So Ashok was also one of our subs. Um. So he'd been practicing with lists as well, and we were trying to work out whereas, you know, does Ollie take you know a Han Wedge Jake that we know that he flies? Does he take resistance? Um. Tom didn't get on with my talk or swarm that he took in the group stage, so he wanted to move across the three, uh, big big scum ship, um. Obviously, we, we took a droid swarm, not a Django Zam, and we felt that that was still strong, so we wanted to stay there because, um, you know, you could have even seen, like, Tom moving to Separatist to fly Django Zam, which he flo has flown very well, and then Dom perhaps moved somewhere else. Um, one decision that we'd made straight away after the group stage was that Lloyd was going to move off Resistance because, again, in the group stage, we no one sort of wanted to f fly the sort of the five-ship Resistant Beef, um so he was going to move on to republic because he could fly the four jedis or the perhaps shakti and, and three sort of deltas um so it was kind of resistance and rebels were up in the air um and in, imperials to a certain extent so although julian is also known for flying that four ship i4 imperial list we felt that we wanted a a, a stronger choice and the stronger choices were barons or something else like you know perhaps the slow and swarm or um it's interesting to see how many teams took imperial aces you know and i think that's um i think that can work well in a, in a team event 
Um, so hindsight, perhaps. Well, we obviously we obviously did get some decisions wrong um, because if we'd got them right, we would have won the event or you know podiumed or you know done well. Um, you can obviously say that some games were close and we we just lost some rounds and maybe you know on another day perhaps you win those close games and the results look differently um but i suppose you do if you if you look at it sort of broadly if you, you know from the outside um some decisions were wrong um because we didn't get the results so that's something that we will need to look at going forwards but this is it with a list list submission deadline um you, you you sort of set your you see you set your lists out don't you and then you see everybody else's lists and then you know that sort of work from there and i guess it is a bit of a guess about what you do because a lot of teams, I would say, not all teams, but a lot of teams made changes from the group stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. It was just something that, uh, I mean, uh, as close to the to the final uh, um, to the final rounds, I mean, to the final part of the tournament, uh, we debate about that, but uh, we were not feeling confident on, uh, you know, changing completely list uh, or uh, just changing faction for the player because we had like uh, so many games already played with uh, uh, with our list the one that we played in the, um, in the first part of the tournament and uh, as team we we were like just not feeling confident on on, on changing list you know uh, so i was asking uh, what pushed you to do that because i noticed that many um, many national team changed like uh, you know a reasonably amount of uh, list yeah. Uh, so yeah it's fine it was interesting yeah, no, I think you know we we looked at what what had done well in other teams. Um, you know the th the three sort of large scum ship list um, did well and had good game into stuff like the barons, so we felt that that was a positive choice. Um, and I said I think if someone in the team stepped forward and said, "I'll fly five ship resistance," then that possibly makes the decision easier. But then it's yeah, it is it is still finessing that sort of team makeup to sort of balance you know those teams those those players around. I mean, funnily enough, actually, what was easiest for us is that we had um, you know like first order's not the most popular faction, um, and we had a very good first order player in, in Kester, uh, who again oh, yeah yeah I know yeah. I played against him I played the mirror first order against him um, at, during our match. And uh, I was saying to my to my teammate about that that um, when we were reading uh, his list, uh, you know, everyone was saying, "Oh well, what can this list do actually?" You know, uh, and when I play against him, uh, it was uh, a really good list. I mean, I think that was a really good list, and our game was like extremely close. We just basically went down to the last dice roll, and I think that I win for like uh, ten points, something like that, ten fifteen points. So anyway, uh, very close. Uh, um, amount of points and uh, he could have gone like uh, in in both ways and uh, so yeah i had like a very great game with the uh, with caster was probably like the closest game i had uh, during the uh, the two days um and yeah he's yeah. a he's a really I, I good player yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely absolutely uh, i mean the I nights, think... uh, they were like uh, uh very good for me at the start and then uh it, it switched to him so i was in advantage at the start then he basically he had like a very good comeback and then I managed to pull it through the last uh, dice roll. But uh, his list, uh, literally, if you never played against that list, uh, I mean, I'm not shocked about uh, his numbers uh, uh, during uh, the, the, the previous uh, 
um, part of the tournament and uh, this last uh, the final part of the tournament because uh, I think that it's been like consistently uh, the the best uh, first order uh, um, yeah. during the tournament. So um, I I think it it says something about giving people the list that they're comfortable with because the the teams that did well the, so the teams that finished strongly in Italy and the USN and some of the individual players who you know did the 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 Ninos the you know, because Marcel's flown that Republic Aces list loads um, in various iterations. Um, Mazzi went 7-2 with his beef. Kester went, I think, 6-3 or 7-2 with his first order list. Um, you know, and then you look at across the rest of the USA team, they were picked based on a finish that they had done with a given faction and a specific list in that faction. And then they were told that's what you're flying and they didn't change their lists. Um, I think a little bit of shuffling around, but um, mostly it was, you know, changing an upgrade here or there rather than wholesale list changes. So they had, you know, six, seven players who were playing lists that they hadn't just won a tournament with or, you know, top table the tournament with, but they'd actually, you know, flown repeatedly and well over the course of, you know, 30, 40 games and were getting those practice games in week on week on week as well. So, um, I mean, that didn't work out for Germany. In fairness, um, because Germany picked players on the same thing and they used the lists that they wanted. Um, bit of a surprise that one to me. Um, so I mean, we, we've yeah. we've we've mentioned that Italy won, and we've mentioned that Ireland came um, second from bottom, um, and that England came third from bottom. But Germany came fourth from bottom, and uh, Germany and England were both on on three and six um, over the whole of the tournament. Um, and I mean, it was crazy close at the top, but you know, at the bottom, I suppose when you've got the 10 teams in the final, you're always going to get some teams that you expect to be higher up being yeah. lower down. Um, I think it, I was very surprised that it was England and Germany, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that, uh, that's what I think about is what we, we started with 38 teams. Um, so we had five pools. Um, from those five pools, the top two in each pool progressed to the final. Um, you know, don't forget, you know, there were teams like, you know, Poland who who didn't qualify from the group stage. And I think yeah. that was uh, Italy and Singapore, I think, were in the same group yeah. as Poland. Yeah, um, yeah you're, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's it. Like, you know, yes, yes, you know, we came we came third from bottom in, in this competition of 10. But that was, you know, the, the, the top 10 out of that 38. Um, so... You know, we've still got to be, you know, pleased with with that accomplishment as such to sort of get through. Um, yeah, yeah, we we were exactly yeah. the same time. We were exactly like uh, as all Ireland, we held no uh, illusions that we would be able to um, to win the thing. Um, we kind of harboured a well, if we can finish in the top half, that would be amazing. Um, but ultimately, what we wanted to do was turn up and play nine games of X Wing, have as good of a time as we could, um, represent ourselves. Um, represent the country because we'd made the final um and yeah um maybe upset some people along the way by sneak sneaking little wins here and there which did, we managed to do did you say you beat peru yeah we beat peru wow yeah because I mean, like peru um so they were one round win off off third place weren't they so they would have tied with yeah. singapore yeah so you know that's that's those sort of margins um i know we we beat i think we beat spain uh they finished five four um, you know, and there was a lot of other uh, weird results. Did, did Switzerland beat Germany? 
They did, yeah. So Switzerland yeah. beat Germany. We beat Peru and Swiss everybody beat Switzerland apart from Germany. Um then we beat we lost to everybody apart from Switzerland and Peru. Um yeah, I, I, and... I don't know I don't know if it's true, but apparently uh, they were paired up like last round, Germany and Peru. And uh, considering that they were not playing for anything, I think that they had an agreement between the two captains and they played like all the mirror match. So they did not really do the pairings. They just played all the mirror match, something like that. They did something like that. And uh, then uh, Switzerland uh, win the last round. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no idea. I mean, um, yeah, I think, like, yeah. you know, I think uh, every, every, every team should be very pleased. Obviously, Italy more so than, than the others. Uh, I think um, Ben said at the start of the podcast or before we start recording, uh, but essentially you got the winner and the rest of us are all losers, essentially, aren't we? But, um, <laughs> no, I, I think I think like all the teams have, uh, you should be should be proud of you know what what they've achieved and and gone to do, and it has been four months. You know, I've been doing uh, like team events for God, you know a decade with forty k with the ETC. And everything like that and it does take an awful lot of your time outside of uh, just playing in the tournament you know there's all those nights of practice games of meetings of list discussion of looking at pairings matrixes um you know and yeah it's, it's a phenomenal amount of work for the teams um let alone the organizers you know big shout out to filippo bartos um you know, fun walk all the streamers all the judges, Daryl, and everybody else that was involved in running the event. It's been a, a monumental sort of accomplishment and, and you know, fantastic event for for us to get. And bearing in mind, this is in the middle of the pandemic, or not sort of towards the end of a pandemic, uh, where we've not been able to play in person. Um, team events, um, certainly, I think, are better in person because um, you get that sort of team spirit and that sort of team... Um, I, I think um, Alessandro was saying that being able to sort of, you know, speak to your teammates after the match and, you know, um, console those who lost or, you know, had bad games. And that's obviously a lot harder when we're playing online. Um, but I think, you know, for the scale of the event, um, considering all the, you know, the problems we've had in the world and all the constraints and everything like that has been, um, yeah, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of um, like positive hype built around it and that's because the community has kind of come together massively in order to in order to build that hype so lots of podcasts other than ours i'm talking about it lots of streams talking about it um just an awful lot of you know silly bets and things going on here and there and it's just helped to keep people interested keep people involved and you know the communication of it has been has been top notch so you know again an awful lot of respect and, and shout out has to go to as, as we said before for uh people um who's friend of the show uh, <laughs> i think friend of everybody in x-wing let's be honest um, all around nice guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and obviously bartosz who was running the uh the espn hub um in the middle of the of the game and you know you know bartosz is a top-notch player so you're going to get decent analysis on different games as he's going through them because you know he knows what he's talking about when it comes to playing the game as well so it, it's been it's been a fantastic event and I don't know if it's ever going to be repeated because, you know, we've talked before about the difference between online and in person and is it ever going to happen again as a TTS thing or is it going to go back to being in person? And if it's in person, it won't be as big because of the, the travel issues. And if it's online, less people might be involved with it because, you know, they, they don't want to be playing on TTS because they can play in person. So who knows? 
Um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens next year anyway. I can see it moving off into its, like the online version, into something else. Yeah, still have still have the same XTC as we have sort of now. Well, we used to have in person, but maybe this will become a separate team tournament because not, there's not a lot of team tournaments out there anyway, is there? Oh, something to say, by the way. Um, is it's about XTC. It is, yeah. So over the course of the um over the course of the weekend they were raising doing fundraising for a little boy who's um related to one of the i think one of the polish team um uh, called barnaby and the community raised some absurd amount of money like 21,000 euros or something like that for wow that's um, and there was a like it was a huge amount of money i can't remember the the exact number um because they they had a thing where they said oh if we get up to i think it was like 1500 or like a thousand euros or something like that gold squadron were like we'll match it if you get to that amount of money we'll match it and that was like an awesome thing that they've done um and then they just bust past that number and like just kept going and kept going and then they got the kid on stream at lunchtime and oh man it was <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, so they're they're still accepting um, donations to that. What was it twenty one thousand? Something like that. I I I don't want to say wow, that number just... with absolute certainty, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. a huge number that I heard Bartos saying on stream, and I remember just being astonished. Um, and uh, yeah, the 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 kid is like blown away by the by the like the that's, the that's the niceness. Nearly a hundred thousand zlotys that in that's the Polish money. money. It, it might not have been. It might, could it have been twenty one thousand zloty? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Anyway, it was no, a lot of money, and and no, it was a lot of money that got raised for this kid. He's got like a a brain, like he, he had them um, like half of his one of the hemispheres of his brain doesn't work or didn't work, and he's like going through tons of rehab and stuff, um, to get him you know back because he's still got half a functional brain, so you know he can learn everything back again, but he's starting from scratch. Um, so it's gonna give him a massive leg up in terms of his recovery and his recuperation. So it was fantastic to hear about. So just before we just move on to the next one, has anyone, does anyone else have anything else they'd like to talk about the XTC before we just move on to the spoilers? Oh, yeah, well, uh, shout out to all the teams that uh, were playing with, like, no full uh, uh, time. I mean, uh, I, I think that I played with, like, a guy from Peru the second round of Saturday that uh, was playing at uh, his... Uh, 3:30 a.m. something like that. Oh, so, <laughs> poor guys. I mean, I think that Peru, uh, Singapore, and uh, USA, uh, they did a quite, uh, quite well, uh, quite great job considering they arrived like uh, second, third, and fourth. Uh, with Singapore uh, were okay. Singapore were fine. They started in the afternoon. They started at like 4 p.m. Oh, they, they had to play it. till two in the morning. But oh, yeah, started... that's, it, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But the Americans were waking up at three a.m. and putting the coffee on and settling in for five rounds oh, of X-wing. It was yeah. Same finished Peru, at lunchtime. Same Peru, I think, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, my matchup against Peru was like at three thirty a.m. Something like yeah. that. Them, so it was like that. Yeah, I, I I played um, the uh, Peruvian. Oh, what actual. Anyway, uh, round nine, so the final round on Sunday, and yeah, he he was saying how he was flagging, and yeah, he said he tried to get some sleep like that the afternoon, like between the rounds or whenever, and his kids just came and like just wouldn't let him sleep, and he was just like, oh, such hard work. I mean, I've I've done it for the American events, so yeah, I can I can understand how he feels. I can understand how Ireland pinched a win off Peru then if they played them early in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy boys. 
Oh. Right, we're going on to spoilers now, which is quite good. We've got Alexandra, uh, Alejandro here because it's first order as well. So if you keep trying, Ben, you'll pronounce his name properly. Just <laughs> you know what's going. worse? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll get it wrong every time. You, I can't you did, get you did kind of you did kind of British, then kind of Spanish. <laughs> so. I, I can't get anyone's name right. Doesn't matter where they're from. <laughs> One day I'll learn what my partner's name is. Um, <laughs> right, anyway, so we've got First Order on Ordnance Tech, which basically you get a reload into a white target lock. Anybody like it? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's different gunner, isn't it? So yeah, it's a First it, Order gunner, and it gives you yeah. um, reload into... First Order only, yeah. Yeah, so reload into target lock, and you take that instead of. I guess it's going to be cheaper than special forces gunner. Um, uh, yeah, I, I hope so because otherwise nobody's gonna it's gonna take it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be useful on the new bomber because I guess that yeah. they'll be they get a system phase boost, don't they? Yep. They, they yeah. might be like dropping a few more you know toys around, and then they can also do their reloads and still, um, you know, take the target locks on the turn they're disarmed and. I think, yeah, there could be some use. I'm sort really of, looking forward. No, go on now. A sort of uh, death train tech, uh, dropping uh, device, uh, reload, uh, get lock, uh, doing something. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some nonsense combo coming up, haven't they? <laughs> something to do with jams and locks and all sorts of weird stuff. Well, well, well. The, the jams uh, are uh, in the Thai Whisper, not in the Thai Bomber. Uh, I mean... Uh. The, oh, that's right. The yeah. sort of uh, whisper, Thai whisper, uh, it's got like the jam stuff, and uh, the bomber they have like the pre boost. There's, there's some nonsense being lined up here, though, isn't there? I don't know what it's going to be, but some well, well, you know, it's, it's like always funny to see uh, the preview because uh, um, you can always think like, oh, this is like actually broken. And then it coming out with like a ridiculous cost in points, and then you say, okay, well, this one nobody's gonna play this one. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> this just makes me sad because all this cool stuff coming out for first order and resistance are getting Y wings. <laughs> it says a lot when even you can't muster up a bit of excitement about them. I'm excited about literally two of the things that are coming out with the Y wings. And are those up, and... are those are upgrade cards? <laughs> <laughs> Those might be marginal upgrades to Jousty. Let's see. It's not. They were talking earlier about, oh, you know, on all these lists, and that's a really good list, but nobody wanted to fly it. And that's the thing. It's not exciting. It's not an exciting list to fly. You know, it's not fun. Um, it's effective. But yeah, anyway, anyway, let's carry on I, before I get back on my soapbox. I kind of think of some lists that are just tournament lists. Like, I wouldn't fly them just for giggles with friends, but there's something I'd, you know, put down for an event. Mm hmm. Which yeah, usually yeah. what you take to events if you want to do well, I guess. Yeah, that's it. That's a, that's exactly what it is. So we also we finally found out what the electro chafe missile does. So for anyone who don't know, it's um, during the system phase you may spend one charge from this card to launch one electro chafe cloud using the three banks or the four forwards, and then place a fuse marker on it. There's a whole load of text here, Rich. Do you want to read it? Because I'll just spaff it wrong. Okay, so an electro. <laughs> Cloud is an object. So these were um, these were spoiled on the spread. So these massive, big, spiky things that um, I've got like a bomb drop bit on them. Um, so basically, you, you you do something, you fire this missile, or you do something to to put it out there using that three bank or four straight 
template um, and then it's going to fill up an enormous bit of space so it does a bunch of stuff it hangs around for two turns so during the end phase you remove it um, or you take the fuse marker off it um, and then what it does is the following effect on ships so ships only um, while a ship is at range zero of the electrochaff cloud it cannot be locked jammed or coordinated by other ships so that's effect one Effect two, after a ship moves through overlaps it, it skips its perform action step and it gains a jam token and breaks all locks on it. So all locks. Um, so it stays jammed, but any lock on it disappears as well. And then while a ship defends, if the attack is obstructed by a chaff cloud, it adds an additional defense dice. So it's an obstacle. It breaks all locks that are on it, so you can deliberately fly through it if you want to, to get rid of a ton of locks that somebody's put on you um, for the cost of a jam. Um, and then while you're in it, um, you can't be locked, jammed, or coordinated by other ships. So you can't fly through it and then break all locks and then reposition or do whatever off a coordinate and a different activation. It basically, you sit in the middle of it doing nothing until you've moved back off it again or it disappears <laughs> from under you. So, yeah, it's worth noting that it is limited to two copies per list. It does take a missile and a uh, device slot and comes with one charge that can't be recovered. So it is fairly limited. So we won't see an awful amount of spamming, but um, yeah, it could be interesting. Hey, I can take it. personally don't see think we're going to see a lot of this. So K-Wings can take it, Punishers can take it, the new TIE Bomber can take it, obviously. Well, that comment does say, uh, sad part, fire spray only for scum. I guess that's because it needs the device and the missile slot, so A-Wings can't take it? Yeah, A-Wings can't take it. Oh, they can't. Because it needs, yeah, missile plus bomb, basically. Missiles and bombs are not a common combination. B-Wings have got the bomb slot, haven't they? But I don't think they have the missile slot. Or do they have no, the they can't take missiles. So, yeah, it's going to be very limited in who can take it. So it might end up being like the electro-proton bomb. Yeah. That everybody looks at it and goes, that's cool. And then every so often you'll see it in a meme list, but it'll never really do well. So until somebody takes it to top table at a Gold Squadron event or something. Like I mean, happened I'm, with electro -proton I'm not the bomb. best list builder, so I'll just wait and see what everyone else does. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that the 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 fire spray can take it. Uh, am I am I right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, yeah. If you yeah. do, you need to take one of the titles to put the device slot on it, or something. No, it, it comes with the uh, device slot. I think uh, the title gives you the reload. Ah, oh, okay. But yeah, uh, yeah. So it seems missile. okay. I mean, uh, it, it, looks, it looks terrible. massive, doesn't it, the cloud? Yeah. Oh, it's huge. It's like twice as wide as a debris, as a, um, what's it called? Brigged cargo yeah. chute. Um, yeah. And it looks about as wide as a normal bomb, so it's like long and thin. But yeah, it'll be interesting, I guess. I guess we'll yeah. see. Like I say, I can't um, see it much myself, but... Yeah, so they they spoiled a bomber as well. Um, another bomber, I three, um, called Dread. Like <laughs> um, so after you reload, each ship in your uh, bullseye gains one deplete token. So weaponized reloads. I think that's one of those things, though, that when it happens, well, it was nice it happened. I don't think you ever actually play for it, sort of thing. I don't think you reload when your guns are pointing at people, though, do you? <laughs> 
No, but the thing is, you he could might. be pointing at someone now, knowing they're either going to bump into you or go past you. Yeah. And then you can deplete them. Yeah. And then if they don't do a blue move, it hangs around. Yeah, it'll... It might happen sometimes. A bit like Starbird Slash. Yeah. I don't think you play for it. I think if it happens, you go, all right, fair enough. If you remember it. Have you have you had any thoughts, Alessandro, about um, list building with these bombers or with the Whisper? Uh, so uh, all uh, uh, it gonna depends really about uh, the the point cost uh, mm-hmm. of uh, all the these new first order toys. But uh, um, the the tie whisper they looked like uh, pretty decent uh, at stats, and uh, the title um, is quite good. The one that uh, made them like link uh, all the jam. Uh, so uh, depending on the cost, obviously, uh, I would say that I'm quite excited to to, to try the new Thai Whisper um, and uh, to see how Kylo, um, uh, how much it's going to be the point cost of Kylo, because uh, with the Thai Whisper, Kylo has got like uh, uh, three fourths differently from the Pylancer one. And uh, um, Kylo is like, uh, um, as first order player, Kylo is one of my favorite uh, uh, ship. Uh, favorite pilot, but uh, it is not really uh, something that could fit in any first order list at the moment because it's uh, too expensive for uh, what he does. Yeah, seems, so, well, this they seem very in your wheelhouse, though, from what I've seen you play before. Uh, sorry, say again. It seems very much in the the style of list I've seen you play before, like um, the whispers and the bombs. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, uh, they are, and uh, I think that uh, uh, the the Thai Whisper um, are gonna be like very similar as uh, um, the Thai Silencer uh, as a type of ship. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I prefer that kind of ship that uh, gave me like option. Um, coming back to what uh, Rich was saying about uh, the the Maxis list that is like boring to play, basically <laughs> uh, playing like uh, um, the the Silencer is not gonna be like uh, uh, boring because uh, you you have like literally like so many options, uh, you know, double repositioning and stuff like that. So I'm I'm more like the the I'm more with that uh, play style uh, than uh, um, resistance beef style. Uh, so I, I really hope that uh, uh, they're going to give uh, to the first order something uh, to to basically uh, make it competitive because uh, uh, honestly, uh, Republic and uh, first order for the single tournament at the moment are like uh, way above all the other five factions. I mean, is is arguable about what is the best faction, uh, what are like probably the best three faction, but... Uh, I think that everyone would agree that the, the, the two worst factions are like First Order and, uh, and Republic. I mean, in the yeah, single tournament. I think, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody agrees that Scum is probably the top faction in terms of choices. like the, the, the cho- choices and the regularity with which new broken stuff turns up in Scum and wins a tournament before people figure out how to play against it. Um, and yeah, I think the other one at the minute is Separatists because I think so few people play them that you don't understand how strong they are until a good player picks it up um, like and then smashes people with a droid swarm or with double fire sprays or, you know, with four HMPs or, you know, they've got all of these options, but hardly anybody's actually using them in, in anger. But when they do, they're 
they're converting into cut regularly. So yeah, it, no, but I, I, I think, yeah, you're right, Alessandro, it's hard to tell, but definitely I think everybody agrees that Republic and First Order are the worst factions. But Marcel went 9-0 and with it at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, I specified that they're like the worst faction for a single tournament, uh, not yeah. over, I mean, not over, a uh, team tournament yeah. is like a, a different competition, you know, uh, you, yeah, yeah. you can basically... Uh, get like an extreme list that does like extreme level with something and uh, pair it up for uh, doing points every time. Uh, at mm -hmm. that point, uh, any list could uh, could actually do uh, uh, do do really well uh, in in a team tournament. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just before we wind down, would you like to ask your quest, uh, questions, Rich? Um, yeah. So, Alessandro, we've been asking people who've come on to the podcast the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, a question, which is. During a game, when somebody says back to dials or, you know, next round or planning phase or whatever, yeah. what's your thought process? What's the first thing that you start thinking about? Because we want to find out how good players think about the game. Um, and as one of the, you know, World XTC winning Italian team, you yeah. count as a good player now for... Uh, okay, uh, uh, it's not a, it's not it's not an easy uh, question. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. depends really about uh, um, what am I playing against. Um, I can tell you like what's my mental process. Uh, uh, what has been my mental process during the uh, this tournament, the XTC. So, yeah, um, my point was like uh, the type of list that I'm gonna face. They're gonna be like uh, uh, pretty much like two types. Is going to be like jousting list or art dodging list. Uh, so, in the case of the art dodging list, uh, my mental process is how can I manage to uh, get one of the ship that I want to kill? Uh, so, whenever I'm going to plan, I'm going to just go going through the option of like uh, what kind of block I can make with one of my PS1 and getting like the best shot with the other two, eventually with a coordinate. Um, if I'm jousting something, uh, I need to get like uh, the star. Uh, I mean, the math on my side. So if I knew that uh, I cannot like face like straight, uh, I need to try to uh, to do something that helps me like maybe disengage with one and just like engage with two on the sides or something like that. Uh, so let's just say that uh, I tend to uh, put myself. Uh, uh, in uh, in the position in which I have like the best uh, um, mathematic uh, uh, option uh, for putting like damage through and take like uh, uh, as less damage as possible. Uh, said so, I think that uh, for me the most important part of the game is going to be the first and the second engagement. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be pretty much irrelevant uh, what is before. Uh, because my open the opening with my list, I got it everything in my mind, so I can do it without thinking uh, uh, too much. You know, mm -hmm. uh, what I really need to think is like uh, the round before the first engagement and uh, um, uh, the way to get like uh, a good second engagement. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, my game is pretty much decided uh, because uh, um, if uh, I joust in a wrong way. Uh, it means that uh, I'm in a position in which I'm lost like a ship, for example, and I did not uh, pull like too much damage through. And uh, if uh, I'm playing against something that uh, tend to dodge me, 
if I did not manage to kill something at that point, uh, it means that I have like at least two of his three ships uh, on my side and in my back. And at that point, the game is pretty much gone. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I explained myself, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it, my mental process is pretty much that one. Yeah, and I mean, it's, um, yeah, it, I, I get it's difficult because I think um, one of the things that, um, surface like the first time was if you're flying it very much depends on what you're flying um and some of the people on the discord channel have been chatting about it and they're like you know well if you're flying six generic i1s um yeah. then your thought process is entirely different because your thought process yeah. is where can i put my kill boxes you know where yeah. do i think he's going to be and which of those spots where i think he's going to be can i put the most arcs onto so that i can threaten that area whereas if you're flying an ace you're thinking where does he think i'm going to be how can i avoid those areas so that i don't put my ship in a kill box and yeah. you know and so it's very very different um and to me the it's it's interesting knowing whether people think about their opponent's moves first um or their yeah. own moves first and i think that you know, it a lot of it does depend on the game state, and that's something yeah. else we've talked about. You know, are you up? Are you down? Do you need to get points? Do you need to preserve points? Oh yeah, know? yeah. The, 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 like uh, yeah, in an uh, ideal situation, you're gonna think like that. Uh, obviously, if you are like far behind in points and the game is uh, is basically finishing. Uh, at that point, uh, you know, you probably need to push and uh, uh, you are like forced to, to to just play in a way that you wouldn't uh, uh, risk as much in a normal situation, you know, uh, because you need to pull like damage through, you need to get like points that, uh, so you need to take some risk. Uh, I don't really like play that, that, that way, but sometimes it happens. Uh, so it's just, uh, you know, um, if you are like far behind, you need to try to to get like, a, for example, the lucky shot uh, on the ace and uh, try to kill it. Like uh, the best example uh, is like uh, against the um, ETH die or like uh, a random Suntir fell. How many times we, we see like uh, a Suntir fell dies uh, in a complete random range three shot uh, unmodified with like three hits and uh, three blan uh, four blanks. And uh, Suntirfell dies. Uh, it's just like that type uh, of uh, game-changing uh, situation. Uh, but uh, you know, it's not really something that uh, you're gonna plan. It's just something that yeah. happens. Uh, I, so... I have a vague memory talking about Hail Marys, and it's a bit of a story time thing. I have a memory of an, a game that was in the last round, and the only way to win the game was to roll, was to get two crits through. And for those crits, one of them to be double damage. So basically, I can't remember who was playing, and I can't even remember where or when. I just remember the, the guy rolled three hits out of hand and target locked them because he needed crits to win the game. Um, I can't remember how it was. He needed, like, yeah, he needed a double, like, he needed to clear a shield and then a double damage or something like that, anyway. Um, and he rolled into the two crits and then the opponent blanked and then one of the crits was a double damage and then the game finishes with him winning on points because he put himself in a position and played to that out even though it was a vanishingly small chance of it actually happening and it's a, a cascade of bad luck for the person who lost in the end um or a cascade of good luck for the person who won um but yeah i think just as you say and if you're going into those 
positions in a game where you're so far behind, but you've figured out that there's an out, you have to push for it, even yeah. if it means that you Not lose really. the game anyway. You've still yeah, lost, yeah, yeah. Um, but you gave yourself the opportunity to win. And I think it happened in the XTC, didn't it? Sweden against the USA was Matt Carey flew to his outs um, to to beat Nicholas God um, in 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 their game, and Nicholas had won the game, and somehow then you know Matt put himself in a position to win it and everything just went the way he needed it to go and he won the game and he was and everyone was like well well we weren't expecting that but there you go so yeah and talking for for myself uh, uh during this tournament and in general uh there is like uh, uh i mean i'm the type of player that i'm not uh, um you know shy of saying that uh, when uh, it is the moment uh, to run away and save points, uh, I'm, I'm just going to run away. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not the type uh, of saying for the honor, I'm going to joust uh, even if uh, I just win the game with like a five straight boost uh, bar mm. roll with a silencer. I'm not going to do it. I mean, I'm just going to run away and save the yeah. points. So, uh, you know, if I'm playing like uh, a single tournament, I may think about, okay, well, I may joust because, you know, for fun, but uh, uh, if it's like you know uh, friendly tournament it's fine uh, if it's like uh, something uh, more competitive um i'm just gonna you know i'm very uh, aware about uh, how much points are on the board and something like that and when it's time to run away i'm just gonna run away <laughs> i mean it's like you know it's probably uh, it's not gonna be like something that everyone uh, uh, thinks that is uh, a fair way to play i don't know but uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, if you're like playing like a team championship, uh, you know, your teammates are involved. So uh, I think that is like uh, um, something fair to do, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I mean, game, I think. Um, you're, you're absolutely spot on. It, it is. And it's something that um, it, it's one of my minor irritations in X Wing is um, if you beat somebody in casual night. And then after the game, they say, oh, in a tournament, I wouldn't have played like that. You go, oh, but, you know, you did. <laughs> I still beat you. Yeah. Um, and I think if you say to somebody, you know, tournament, I'd just run now, but I'm going to too hard back in, boost and focus and take a shot at you because, you know, that's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, and that, yeah, yeah. that you're, you're it's exactly right. the type, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, it sometimes better. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I don't like to apologize, but I mean, I mean, not that I don't like to apologize, but uh, it makes no sense to me like apologizing for like uh, basically playing well and win a game, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, um, as I do not apologize when the dice uh, uh, they roll like you know super hot uh, or super cold in both ways. I don't like if somebody apologizes with me for the dice because you know we are aware that we are like playing a game with dice, with dice, so um that's like the component of the dice um but uh, um yeah if we want to have fun uh, it's okay uh, we can play like you know fun game and we can joust uh, uh, but uh, if we're like playing uh, the last round of uh, uh, the xtc uh, if i'm gonna win running away i'm just gonna run away yeah no i mean i 100 percent agree with um and I think, yeah, some people do say, I'm really sorry that I'm running away. And I'm like, but you want to win. And yeah, if you don't run away, I will win. So yeah. you, that's why you're running. And yeah, I had it with, with uh, I mentioned earlier, I had a one point 
Yeah, I think that's uh, Singapore, and I ran uh, my T seventy. I knew I was one point up, and I had three turns, yeah. and I knew I could survive those three turns. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I did. I, I think that against uh, your teammate, uh, uh, basically the game finish, and I said to him, "Look, uh, if uh, um, you want, uh, we can play like one one last round and see." how it would have gone if we had like one more round something like that mm-hmm. and we played last uh, last round and uh, he managed to win for like uh, a few points on the last round uh, but it was like just like you know for for the fun of doing that but mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean uh i think that uh, another very different another big difference that uh, um uh, you need to uh, understand uh, why you're playing is especially in a team uh, in the STC is like uh, if you are like playing and you are in the position to win i mean if your game is like a game that you have to win uh, or like if you are like playing trying to save in points is like a complete different play style um so uh, during all the tournament, I think that probably just once I was in the position to like having to do like, you know, the point for like winning the game. And obviously that uh, you should probably play like a bit more aggressive uh, because, you know, you want to pressurize like your opponents. If you have an advantage, you want to keep your advantage. Um, but if you are like playing for like just like saving as much points as you can, and hoping for get like uh, uh, a situation and in which you can win the game, uh, you should play like very careful, you know. Um, so it's like uh, uh, I think that uh, the mental process is like really different uh, uh, in different matchup, uh, yeah. different position, whatever. But uh, it's gonna be extremely different. Uh, um, compare with like uh, what you're going to play against and in which position you are if you're like in a, a position of uh, you know advantage or like if you're like behind etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm. cool thank you you're welcome hopefully that was interesting because we've, we've had I some good feedback but yeah no it was um it was to me like um we've had some really good feedback about getting people to, to talk through um and actually um like articulate how and it's the weirdest thing but once you start talking about it it kind of starts to just flow and, and follow like it feels awkward to start off with but yeah um, you, know, if you, you articulated it really well um and oh yeah well it, i was I, I i thought that i wasn't articulating very well because you know uh, uh it's not like my main language english but uh, uh how long have you uh, lived how long have you lived in england for now alessandro uh five years and a half you, you i'm actually it. yeah but you, can't you know, claim you can't speak English well. Your English is perfect. So no, yeah. no, it, it's not that. Hopefully, riches will get better. <laughs> you know, explain like a mental process is not as easy. Uh, I mean, yeah. already in Italian, speaking Italian about my mental process is not as easy. Uh, so in English, is even less. Like double translating it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can always tell when something's really interesting to me because I just shut up and listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No stupid jokes coming out. No, because it was really interesting. It's yeah. just because you talk rubbish, Rich. That's why I interrupt you all the time. That's fair. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to, before we finish, give a quick, um, just let everyone know how the Burnett Cup's going. Uh, Ryan Burnett is currently leading, so he is now the leader of the Burnets. Is he the uh, only one who's allowed to be called a Burnett after the end of the Burnett Cup? <laughs> Do they all just have to go by the last name after this? 
that is their last oh. name. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. If they're all just Burnett now, when he's right, Burnett, but he gets his he gets his actual first name, doesn't he? <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so we'll just leave it there. So, has anyone got any shout out? Start out with you, Alexandra. Uh, sorry, say again. Just uh, have you got any shout outs before we finish? Oh yeah, well, uh, shout out to all my my teammates, uh, really, uh, especially uh, my uh, captain uh, uh, Marco Descordilli. Uh, that uh, I think is like uh, uh, one of the uh, best uh, player uh, uh, overall uh, uh, in the tournament, uh, and uh, I think that uh, he he did like uh, an extremely uh, great job uh, for uh, the pairings and everything. And obviously all my opponents, uh, because the uh, the level of game was like incredibly high uh, every single game. And uh, obviously, as uh, you already mentioned before. Uh, all the uh, the people that uh, basically organize uh, the tournament. So yeah, massive shout out uh, for like uh, the organization of all the tournament. Anything from you, Rich? Um, it, it's kind of the same. Um, so Team Ireland. Um, and to yeah, Team Ireland. It's been amazing. Um, playing with the the ten group group of ten that it ended up being. Um, with subs and, and non-playing captain and everything like that. Um, and yeah, big thanks to to Gary. Um for doing the the captain's job um which is not an easy thing to do because you know we're all opinionated we've all got our own thoughts and ideas about whether the captain's making the right decision and you just need somebody who's able to take that on the chin um and know that there's probably people moaning about them behind their backs like being the boss in any environment um you know, not that any of us moaned about Gary, of course. No, you've um, said some all. awful things about Gary before the cast. <laughs> but, Lucky um, Tim recorded it to send it in. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, so yeah, shout out to Team Ireland and shout out um, to Gary. And then again, yeah, to, to people, Bartosz, and, and again, then all my opponents, um, the four guys that I played on Sunday were all cracking um, opponents. And I mean, playing against somebody from Singapore, you know, somebody from America and... Uh, the other places that I Spain. Oh yeah, I played against um Apollo from Spain. Um and he was he was a great guy um as well. So it was uh, it was lovely uh, to play those games. And finally oh I felt so bad. I got paired into the resistance bomber list from Switzerland and um Jousty just nuked the two bombers off the table and like one at a time on two consecutive turns and it was horrible. Um and he was just like I I gotta quit now and I was like all right no worries <laughs> Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say was, um, Alessandro, I've not had a chance to speak to you since you joined the Sith Takers, so welcome. Um, you joined us just at the start of lockdown or just before lockdown? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just so, at the start, yeah. Yeah, so Darren got you in because you, you play with him regularly, so welcome, yeah, welcome right. to the club. And I can't... Sorry, sorry about that. Thanks. I have to play with Darren. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, look forward, I look forward to getting a chance to meet you um, at some point over the coming months. Uh, well, if... I think that I'm coming over the 27th of uh, November, is he correct? Yep. There's that's, a tournament. Yep, uh, yep. My, yeah. my event, yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Gonna have, am I going to have to try and get permission for that one? Let's see. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. All, all the cool kids are going. I, I hope I don't get paired into you again, though, because last time we played, you demolished me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't promise anything. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, welcome. Uh, welcome to the team. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, I think that's it, really. Um, right, shut up now, Rich. Okay. Anything from you, Tim? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I won't obviously go on uh, sort of the same level, but you know, see the same shout-outs, really. Um you know, I think it was it was a tough weekend of results 
Um, but it was nice to sort of see the, the team sort of come together and try and obviously sort of keep keep people motivated and keep people in the zone. Um, and it was nice to sort of get, uh, get to know the sort of the southerners a bit better. Although I guess I am kind of still a southerner, even though I've not lived down south for about twenty years. Um, but yeah, very nice to sort of chat to the one eight six lads a bit more. Um, thanks to Ollie for organising the team. Uh, but also thanks to people like uh, you know sift takers like Liam, Martin, Jonathan, who all uh, came together to give you practice games uh, before the event. And yeah, my opponents were awesome. Um, even poor XY, who was uh, basically chasing after aggressors for fifteen minutes trying to win the game, and I basically just kept you know four forwards, barrel roll, link evade, and just turtle, turtle, turtled for fifteen minutes and managed to get the win. Um, but no, he he took that well, and I think like Alessandro said, like sometimes you just got to you know do that in some games to win, and it's not nice for your opponents. But I think um, in this competitive event, uh, everybody like, played in a really sporting manner. So thanks to everybody. Cool. Uh, I'm just going to shout out to everyone who was in the top ten because that's quite a showing, and also just a double shout out to player captains because I bet that was hard. Um. Right then, so we'll see you all next time. It's uh, goodbye from me. It's uh, goodbye from Rich. Bye. Goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye from Alexandro. Goodbye. And we'll see you all next time. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. Joining me as per the usual, it's Mr. Polly. Hello, you're just copying the Minox. Oh, I fly better now, as per the usual. I just thought it was normal words to say. I, I, I don't think it's a real word, is it? But anyway, hello you know, there. I think so. It's, I'm sure it's <laughs> English. Look, we invented the language. It's ours. <laughs> On an ongoing well, basis. Us. <laughs> Big credit for uh, you, anyway. <laughs> yeah, whatever, it's fine. Uh, and we've got Alessandro from uh, Team Island. Island? Oh, Jesus, start again. <laughs> Island, what am I talking about? Island, oh. the XTC champions. Jesus Christ, that's a good start, isn't it? I always mess up the start-up. Right. Looks like you've got your outtake anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get a I'm bit just... of paper. Right, done. <laughs> Alessandro. It's Italy, I know. Italy. You know what? I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> I'm a real human, I promise. Right, go on, start again. I'll just start from scratch. No point trying to cut it in.